Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Don't Get It podcast. Naz, Ashley, and Lauren here. And we are joined by Jake Woodard, who is an author, speaker, spiritual healer. Um, He talks a lot about masculine and feminine energies. Um, He's also the host of the Awake with Jake podcast. Uh, I have never been so excited to have somebody (laughs) on the podcast. Literally, we booked this like weeks ago and I was like, I cannot wait to talk to this person, mainly because I have just learned about masculine and feminine energies and how it relates to the way I move through life and the way I date. And I feel like a lot of people aren't talking about this. And when I do find people that are talking about this, it's mainly women. And I think I was just always interested to hear how a man talks about this. But what is this? So first, let's say hello to Jake, and then we'll break down exactly what it is we're going to get into. But Jake, hello, hi, Jake. how are you? Hi, Jake. Well, first, <laughs> thank you for so much for having me on your show. I'm deeply honored, and I'm grateful to be here. Amazing. Okay, so let's start out with what exactly exactly feminine and masculine energy is. Because when we hear about it in society, or even when I talk to my friends about it, they're like, well, that's like so stereotypical. And mm-hmm. people don't get what masculine and fem- feminine energy is. We all have both of them. And so can you just explain what it is first? <laughs> well, I'm a very simple person. And I think that You know, the way that I grew up, I really struggled to receive concepts that were too complex. So as I've learned to teach this, I've also learned to embody it in parallel to that, if that makes sense. So when it comes to the masculine feminine energetics, yes, we do all carry these within ourselves. It has nothing to do with your gender. So when it comes to the masculine feminine dynamics, the way that I like to teach it, is through nature. Okay. So we could say the structure of the riverbed would be the masculine holding the flow of the feminine. So within your body, (laughs) within your body, your containment of your body, holding the flow of energy of your body. So the flow being the feminine, the structure being the masculine holding that. So you think about it even down to a smaller level, your veins, the structure, the containment of your veins, holding the flow of the blood going through. So when we think of feminine, or when I think of feminine, my relation to the feminine is all things flow, expression, 
love, compassion, joy, sensuality, all these different things, emotions that we harness within ourselves. And the masculine is the structure, is the decision, is the leadership, is the direction that we are going. So maybe for a masculine man, what he would embody in that sense, what makes him feel good is having clear direction, having a sense of purpose. We masculine men, we want to feel like we have a purpose. Mm -hmm. But for women, what I've learned in the many women that I've worked with, women deeply yearn to feel a sense of love and safety because this allows a feminine woman to rest in her feminine essence. So her nervous system softens the safer she feels. I I talk a lot about the feminine being like a flower, the masculine being like the sun. If the flower's petals, we could say this is like a woman's heart, are closed, the sun cannot penetrate into the flower to give the nutrients of the rays. So in a relationship, in a heterosexual relationship, and you could apply this to all relationships, but I'm speaking directly to a heterosexual relationship between a masculine man and a feminine woman. In order for that to fully work, there has to be safety. There has to be giving and receiving. And the masculine is more of the giving energy. The feminine is more of our receiving Mm -hmm. energy. Now, what happens so often is it creates an energetic imbalance when there's no giving and there's no receiving. It's just, I call that energetic clashing, which is a clashing of polarity, which we can get more into that. That's kind of more advanced. Yeah. So polarity, I've learned, is what you need to make a relationship work. And so what Jake's explaining to me is like, and I'm just going to take a couple steps back, actually. I am extremely feminine in my core. So I am very warm and gooey. I run a support group for people that are heartbroken. And I feel like when I'm hosting like a heartbroken anonymous meeting... I feel like I am so myself because I am so warm and gooey and lovey, but I'm also in Aries and I'm very masculine. So like most of my life that I live is spent in my masculine energy, which is the doer, not like Mm. flowy. It's like, I got to get this done. It's basically like being in boss mode or being in like receiving mode. So I'm always in boss mode. I'm always making decisions. And so what I have come to realize, and I've talked about this on our podcast a while ago, you guys remember when I like met a guy, like I had this date, I don't want to get like too specific, but it was very confusing the direction Mm -hmm. that we were going in. And I realized I couldn't be in my feminine because this guy wasn't in his masculine and I need to be with somebody that is going to make the decisions most of the time, because I have to do that so much in my life. So I'm never going to be able to be like that warm, gooey, flowy Naz if someone... Do you know what I mean? If we're not on the same page. Do so, you, Sorry, do you need to have both masculine and feminine energies to make like a relationship work? Or can you do like a masculine energy and a masculine energy? That's exactly okay. what I want Jake to oh, talk okay, about. Okay. Because I feel like... Let's say you came home, Lauren, mm-hmm. and you had just worked all day and made all the decisions. And then Hunter came home. And he's like, oh, I worked all day. I don't want to make any decisions either. You guys are going to get in a fight because no one's stepping in the masculine to make a decision about where to go eat. Do you watch us come home every night? That's basically it. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Jake? Do you get what I'm saying? I 100% agree. And that's what I call clashing polarity. So when both people are in the same energy, masculine, masculine, feminine, feminine, we're going to talk more about this because I want to explain this. 
that creates a repelling effect. So let me give my example from my experience. When I first got with my woman, Melissa, she was in a very hyper-independent masculine phase of her life. I had just come out of the deepest healing I had ever experienced. I had moved into the mountains of California. So I was in a very feminine phase of my life. I was crying a lot, purging a lot of shit out of my system. I wasn't very aware of how these energetics had worked at the time. But our polarities had attracted based on me being more in the feminine, her being more in the masculine. This caused immense friction in our relationship because my natural true core essence is masculine. Now, yes, I have feminine as well. Her natural true core essence, Melissa, is feminine, but she was in her masculine Mm -hmm. more, creating an energetic imbalance within our relationship. So we had actually reversed the polarity. As I started to step into more my masculine power, to ground myself down, to be more present, to be more direct in my life, we started to clash at an energetic level. I remember sitting down with her one day and I'm saying out loud, this was one of our, one of two breakups that we went through. And I remember saying, I don't know what it is right now, but I feel like our energies are repelling each other. Everything that I would say, she would challenge me on in a very masculine way. And it was causing this sense of clashing in our relationship. And of course, there was things I was doing as well. So as I grounded myself deeper into my masculine energy and she softened more into her feminine essence, her flower started to open and I was able to enter her flower. Now, it's not always this perfect, harmonious relationship because we have challenges. All relationships will have challenges. But because we've learned how to embody this within our relationship, our relationship has immensely grown and opened to a level that I could never even describe because it just, it feels natural. Yeah. I feel like there, in a lot of relationships, like after like, I don't know, like five years, like you kind of like switch. I feel like there's times where like you like, oh, a woman goes back to work and then she's feeling masculine. And then a lot of people can't overcome that big change. And like the guy can't kind of like fall back, I guess, more into his feminine to I don't know, balance her. So I feel like that kind of causes divorces when someone like starts to get their own career or something, which is more masculine, I guess, stereotypically. Well, yeah. I mean, the the business world in itself tends to be very masculine. It's all about making decisions and production and achievement, bottom line, statistics. It's very of the mind, very analytical, which is more of the masculine. So when a woman is in that all day long, especially if her core is feminine, because there are masculine women. I would say about 70 to 80% of women are truly feminine at their core. When she is in this energetic field all day long, her body literally starts to have a contraction. (laughs) Her shoulders start to pull forward and she's protecting herself, her vital organs. Her heart feels very close. She feels very disconnected from the essence of love, from the essence of feelings, from the essence of all things that she loves. Like what Naz was saying about warm, gooey, flow, love. Like for the women listening right now, how does that feel in your body to open and feel that energy moving through you instead of being in this rigid, masculine, decision-making role all mm-hmm. day long? You got to like remind yourself it, to soften at the end of the day, like eat like every part of your body. Yeah. Not even just at the end of the day, throughout, throughout your day. day. Yeah. Because if you show up 
in your true natural core essence and you're, and you're really embodying that while being held by your masculine, you're going to feel so much better throughout your day. Because what happens a lot of times is the women that I've worked with is they, they reverse the energies within themselves and they reverse it so much to a point where it actually starts to cause them pain. Uh, I'm just going to take a break for a minute to talk about one of the only things that Hunter puts on his body that I'm just like, yes, you're cool, you're chic, you're hot, <laughs> and without fail, it's cuts. It's this cuts shirt that he wears and a, these sweatpants kind of pants that go together that just make him look like a chic, sexy guy. And you know, you know what you're looking for in sweat when guys wear sweatpants. A hundred percent. And also, it's just a matter of looking clean. clean. Like for some reason, there's something about... Sometimes I feel like some guys need help matching. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they don't necessarily know what goes with what. And these are just the basics, basic basics that yeah. make anyone look so clean. I wear them because I love gender non-conforming clothing. But picturing a guy wearing like cuts on a date like just makes my heart sink. The difference between cuts and any other shirt is it's not like the boxy male fit shirt it's a tailored shirt without being like a like a guido you know without being jersey shore about it (laughs) it's fitted but in the in a perfect way and what i like about it is the material like it's so soft they even developed their own fabric that literally stands the test of time they have this patent fabric that doesn't shrink it doesn't pill it doesn't fade over time it is insanely soft you're literally just going to want to like pet your man wearing this or yourself um and you might catch yourself literally stealing his cuts t-shirt so make your next gift the best ever with cuts clothing get 15 percent off your first order by going to cutsclothing.com slash get it that's c-u-t-s clothing.com slash get it for 15% off the only shirt worth wearing. How can we... So I first think it's important to be aware of what you are at your core and to know what you operate in most. So I noticed in the last couple of months, like doing research on this topic, that I am really feminine at my core, but I was like, oh, during my day, I'm so masculine and how amazing would it be to tap into my feminine more? So one, I think it's important to be aware of where you're at on that scale. Like, which one are you? Which one do you operate in more? And I know you have a quiz on your website, Jake. So I think I would recommend people to take that quiz. But since we're on the feminine, let's tap into this first before we tap into masculine, because I really want to get into how it applies to dating, because I know a lot of people listening are single like me, and I think this could be a really useful tool in dating. Um how can we tap into our feminine more if we do operate a lot in the masculine, Masculine, for example, mm. someone like me? I love that question. Well, in order to tap more into your feminine, you have to learn to trust your feminine. That's the first thing. So a lot of women have learned not to trust their feminine energy. So they've built this masculine shield of protection around them, but they've cut themselves off from their feminine essence. Because if you look specifically at a lot of younger children, they're very in their feminine. They're all over the place. They're flowing. They're feeling, you know, every emotion. But a lot of times as women grow older, they develop this masculine shield to a point that causes them to feel very imbalanced. And they learn not to trust their feminine energy because they're taught that feminine energy is weak. Mm -hmm. Yep. Vulnerability, emotions, all this stuff, feeling mm-hmm. is weakness. 
That's what women are taught. That's what we are taught and men especially as well. So the first thing to open to your feminine essence, you have to learn to trust your feminine essence, to feel safe with your feminine essence, to let go of control and to surrender into that. So you see, when a woman doesn't feel safe, she will often go for control. Mm -hmm. How can I control the situation right now? But as soon as she starts clinging on to control, she blocks her flow of her feminine. Let me say that again. As soon as a woman starts reaching and trying to control everything, she is not surrendered in, in her body. And therefore, if she's in a relationship with a masculine man, she will not surrender to the masculine Mm -hmm. in the relationship. She will fight him every step of the way. She will challenge him every step of the way in the masculine way. You see, if you ever get two men around each other who are very masculine, very, we can even say alpha, the first thing that they start doing is ball busting. They challenge each other. That's how we grow as men. Women are not the same. Women are not the same in how they challenge each other. They feel much better when there's praise involved, mm-hmm. when, there is, when they feel cherished, when, when they feel chosen. So a lot of times men will step up to a, a woman like that they're dating like, and they'll try to challenge them in a masculine way and she closes right down, retracts, mm-hmm. flower closes immediately. Because energetically, she's like, what the fuck is he yeah. doing to me? Can I, swear, can I swear on this podcast? <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, so she starts to have this visceral response in her body when he's being Mr. Ramrod Rick, which is what I call, when he's being too intense, when he's being too direct, he's being too assertive and he's overpowering her flower. So she starts to have this visceral response of closing down to him. Now, a lot of women listening to this are probably like, I know a Ramrod yeah. Rick. But there's also a couple other... Uh, archetypes that I teach on as well. And another one being when a man is too passive, who I call Tiptoe Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, tip-toe. I've only dated Tiptoe Timmy. <laughs> yeah. So which Tiptoe Timmy really is also very triggering to a woman too, because he has no direction. And he's very, he's very afraid to assert himself. And that is not attractive to a feminine woman, especially and why by assertion, I mean like in a healthy way. Because you can do it in a very dominating, like controlling way, but that's not what I would recommend. The feminine will test the masculine consciousness to see if he will step forward. And she does this naturally. This is not some wounded shit that she does. This is her natural biology to test a man's consciousness to see if he has the capacity to lead. To see if he has the capacity to lead the relationship. So she does this oftentimes with questions. Like she'll often ask about direction. Uh-huh. She'll say, do you... The girls will play dumb, basically. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, wouldn't even, I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even say dumb because it's, it's, it's just natural. It, it Women is. just naturally do yeah. it. it. They naturally test. And you have to know as a man, when a woman's testing you, how to navigate mm-hmm. that. I'll give you an, let me give you an example. Yeah, I want to hear what the questions you're about to say. So yeah, basically, she'll often ask questions about direction. Do you, do you know how we're going to get there? Are you sure this is a good idea? Like she asked him questions, testing his clarity, testing his direction. Women will often ask questions. That's one of the feminine ways is to see the direction of where they're going. And men will get annoyed by this. They're like, oh, what the fuck? She's asking me more questions. This is so annoying. Like why is she so like her way? If she's asking you questions 
about, especially about direction and stuff like that, and not like in a toxic testing way, which how there's another thing. It's actually an honoring thing mm-hmm. for a woman to trust your direction, for to her to look to you for leadership, for her to look to you for clarity. But you see, a lot of times men get annoyed with that. They're going, oh, she's talking, she's talking mm-hmm. talk me all these questions. So an example I want to I share is something that I recently observed in my relationship with Melissa. It was like Sunday morning and I was doing some work in my office. And I had told her the night before that I was going to go to her parents with her on Sunday. So she came up about 9.30 and she's like, hey, I know you're really busy with work. Are you going to be able to come with me today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I immediately... She, she didn't say it in a bitchy way at all. She was very gentle, very loving. But I immediately felt the feminine testing coming through. I said, babe, I'll be ready in five minutes and I'll meet you downstairs and we'll leave then. Does that work for you? She said, yes, that sounds great. So Thank hot. you. So hot. <laughs> the hottest thing ever. I the said I was going to be ever. there and I'm going to be there. So Tiptoe Timmy is, is a guy who's not comfortable and is masculine, correct? Okay, wait, I want to add no. upon that. No. In generations, <laughs> are there more tiptoe Timmies um, and less guys in their masculine energy, like as time goes on, and more women in their male energy? Can you clarify the question? Because I want to make sure I okay, answer this well, right. Are you saying now, Ashley, like the day, the, the, the day, like the times we're living yeah. in now, do you feel like women are more in their masculine and men are more yes. not? Because look at what we see from like the 1950s. It could not get more stereotypical feminine in women and stereotypical male energy in men. So the problem with like what I would say, I I didn't live in the 1950s, but I would assume that it was almost repressive of women though. And that's not very, like to me, divine masculine and divine feminine, the divine masculine actually wants to support the feminine wants to mm-hmm. protect the feminine, right? Yeah. Which you did see a lot of courtship and stuff like that and back in the days, but you also saw a lot, of, a lot of repression of women, which is not what I would ever encourage. Mm-hmm. So leading a woman has nothing to do with controlling a woman. You're leading naturally in a sacred way. And once again, bringing it back to the woman, she still has the ability to reject his leadership if she doesn't feel it's pure or conscious. Mm-hmm. That's something else that's very important too. Saying, no, this doesn't feel right. I don't want to do that. She always has the ability to say, no, this doesn't feel right. And she should, in every aspect of her being, express her truth. I don't feel safe right now. The way you just treated me really hurt me. Please do not do that again. Expressing her pain, expressing her boundaries, it teaches the masculine how to be a better lover. Okay, we're going to take a quick break to talk about one of my go-tos because I I feel like I've just been so busy lately, but I really am very intentional about what I put in my body. And we all know that sometimes when you're on the go, 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 it's hard to... For some reason, it's hard to get something really fast and something that's really healthy. Like Absolutely. For some reason, I feel like those two things don't go together. But thanks to Daily Harvest, my fridge is stacked with it. They have like delicious harvest bowls, soups, flatbreads, snacks, smoothies. They have lattes all built on organic fruits and vegetables. And they are just my go-to for like the middle of my day. I have um, a whole bunch of the harvest bowls. Really, really healthy. And I am terrible at eating veggies. But when they're already prepared for you and they're in a delicious bowl... 
then I'm getting all all of the veggies. So I have I'm the harvest bowl in the flatbread kind of girl. I know we've seen daily harvest everywhere, and people are always like, I wonder if it's good. I wonder if it's good. It's absolutely delicious. And why not make like the end of your day a little bit easier with a prepared healthy meal? Yes. Um, new Charts. on the scene, though, guys, delicious harvest bakes. So for those moments when you're looking for a homemade feel without any of the work, they are ready to bake veg pack dishes sizzling with gourmet level flavors and they are big enough to share uh you just really really don't want to share so avoid the takeout temptation and get daily harvest go to dailyharvest.com slash get it to get up to 40 dollars off your first box that's dailyharvest.com slash get it for up to 40 dollars off your first box dailyharvest.com slash get it what are some examples of women who aren't in their feminine in relationship and in dating and men who aren't in their masculine or vice versa in relationships and in dating? (laughs) (laughs) Big ass question. Let's start with in relationships. (laughs) Maybe, maybe one or two example. I know you gave one of like, I guess here, actually, let me, let me stop right there. (laughs) I, so I am someone I I've been single most of my life. What's your specific question, yes, Ness? I'm to Jane, I was trying to generalize before. What I really wanted to say was, do you guys, are guys pansies now? Not that feminine yeah. energy is pansy. You so, know what I mean? They don't like to have direction. Tip, you say more tiptoe Timmy, which tip-toe is different Timmy. than pansy. Thank you for the yeah. proper language. And, yes. And I love that, Ashley, yes, because what I'm getting at, too, is because I don't want to just focus on, like, shitting on men, but I do feel like a lot of men aren't comfortable in their masculine. But I also want to acknowledge, Jake, later on, that, like, women need to also be in their feminine to invite the man in. But let's let's talk about how shitty guys are these days. Let's just do it. <laughs> Why are so many men not in their masculine? And can you just sort of give us a stream of consciousness on that? So what I feel... When I thought I was in my masculine, I was actually more in my ego. So what you're actually seeing a lot of men who think they're operating. <laughs> so what you're seeing in today's world with a lot of, a lot of men, if they are in what they think is their masculine, it's more of their ego. Yeah. Controlling, dominating, being forceful. And, but then you also have the other side of that too, where men are taught to not be assertive, to not step up and protect so what, what happens then? He learns to soften and become more emotional and passive. So you have the man in today's... There's, I'm going to talk specifically about these two different types of men. The man who's very forceful and dominating. And then you have the other type of man on the other side of that spectrum who's very reserved and passive and tiptoe Timmy. So you, you have a couple different types of men there. And then what I would say is the more evolved man who is starting to rise is the integrated man. A man who's assertive, strong, but gentle, who's integrated his mind with his heart. Where, well, that's good. That's yes. a that's an awesome. Jared sign. is a great Seriously. example of yeah. someone who's comfortable in their masculine, like leading, not controlling you, Ashley, but also being soft, like in moments when you want to be in your masculine. Yeah. And honestly, if he listens to this podcast and just heard you step in and say that, he would feel probably so respected by you, which is one of the masculine deepest desires is to feel respected, just like the feminine deep, deepest desires is to feel love. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So the two, I'm, specifically the two different types of men, I would say that the ramrod type, ramrod Rick, is more in his ego. Yes. I was just about to say that. Like, I know a ramrod Rick 
and I'm thinking about him whenever <laughs> you say this, and I'm like, ah, it's ego, it's ego, so, and you, you pinpointed it for sure. Yeah, so he thinks he's alpha because he's like loud and oh, you know show off, drunk you know and all annoying. that shit. Yeah, <laughs> in, in which is actually very hyper feminine when he's expressing all of his emotions like that, yelling in a bar room at the TV mm, screen. That's so yeah. true. Like. It's an imbalanced feminine energy. It's like a wounded feminine energy, like expressing himself at the, at the screen mm-hmm. like that. And then you go back to the passive tiptoe Timmy and he's, he's been shunned his whole life for being a man. What it means to really be a man. And maybe he never grew up in a household with a healthy masculine man. A lot of men didn't. Mm-hmm. A lot of men experienced deep pain in their childhood and just retracted and shut down. Mm -hmm. So they don't know how to lead themselves. How are they going to lead a relationship? They're afraid to step up and insert themselves because it takes work to do that. It takes confidence to be able to step in and say, this is the direction we're going. I would love for you to join me. How does that work for you? How important is a two-parent household then for balanced yeah and i guess maybe like we don't say household but like having two figures like a feminine figure and a a masculine figure and i i guess it doesn't even have to be that gender but like even if you have two gay dads one being more of the male energy and one being more of the female energy it is very important i will i will be very honest because because it's very hard for a woman to teach a man how to be a man, Mm -hmm. just like it's hard for a man to teach a woman how to be a woman. It's very difficult. She can do it and she can do a great job of it. And I praise the single mothers out there right now that are doing that to raise a boy. But I'm telling you right now, it is get him around strong men. That is one of the best things you can do for a young boy. Get him around strong men. Because he needs to feel what it's like to be a masculine man. Just the same thing with a woman. If you're a single dad right now, raising a little girl, one of the best things you can do is get her around healthy women to learn how to express their emotions, to learn how to feel and connect to their intuition, stuff like that. So it, it starts at the root. It starts at the root, which is our foundation, which is our home, where we grow up, how we grow up. The environment that I grew up in was very unsafe. My dad was very violent. He was crazy as fuck. And I was often afraid for my life. And my mother was very repressed by him, by his energy. And I felt very unsafe as a result of this. Now, I've done years of deep inner work and I've been able to mend the relationship with my father. But that was one of my biggest wounds, honestly, was healing that masculine wound and also the feminine wound as well. Because we, have, we typically have both of these wounded energies within us. Mm-hmm. And it takes inner work to like get at it. And like you were saying, you can't teach anyone how to be in that energy, but you can work on yourself. And so I wanted to give you an example of when I first started doing research into this because it was the first time in my life where I noticed why, why there was so much muddiness and wobbliness when it came to me and sort of men of my interest. There was like this guy that I had a crush on forever. We had like finally hooked up, but I, there were no expectations around it. Um, we don't live like near each other. And, but then I was like, Oh, I I do kind of like him. And then I remember we had like this conversation where he's like, well, I'm, you know, not emotionally available at the present time. And I was like, amazing, like great information to have, love this, like forgot about it. And then he would reach out every now and then, you know, and sort of be flirty on stories. And And I was like, so confused because I was like, wait, I thought this person was like emotionally unavailable. I don't understand what's going on. Then I 
flew home um, and this person was going to go to the same state that I live in. And he saw that I was there and was like, oh, you know, what day are you leaving? I was like, I'm leaving this day. He's like, oh, I come the day after. And I was like, okay. Then a couple days later, he was like, uh, I changed my flight. Like, that's all he said. And I was like, okay. And I was like, let me work on being more clear because I'm never clear. I'm never vulnerable. I'm never in my feminine. And so what I said, Jake, was I was like, great. I'd love to see you. And I never do that. It felt so uncomfortable and cringy, but I was like, let me just like be what I am and be in my feminine. And so then I remember when he landed, he was like, you know, it wasn't like no clear plan, no clear direction. But at some point I got a text that was like food slash drinks question mark. And I was like, okay. And so I found myself on the way to this place where we had planned to meet in the car being like, what the fuck is going on? This person said they're emotionally unavailable. Like what's happening? Is this just like, is this just like to hook up? Are we just like hanging out as friends? Like I didn't know. Um, And then when he showed up, he was like, I changed my flight to, to see you. And I was so shocked. I was like, wait, what? And I just wanted to share. I, I didn't want to ever share that story because I don't know if he listens and he's still a friend of mine. But what I noticed, Jake, was I was like, man, had he texted me because he said I couldn't stop thinking about our night together in L.A. I wanted to get to know you better. But like later on, right, that night. And I was like, man, if he would have told me that in the beginning, if he would have texted me and said, I can't stop thinking about you. I, I want, I changed my flight to see you. I would have showed up with such safe energy to that place. I would have felt so gooey and warm and so naz. And I, and I would, instead I was very like tense and I was like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know where, how to be. And so Mm -hmm. that's sort of, was my entrance into like, okay, masculine, feminine energy. I don't think either of us were in either. And I need someone that's going to take the lead so that I can be my gooey self and like feel safe. Well, it sounds like there wasn't a lot of polarity there. Right. Right. Okay. So honestly, (laughs) whenever I think of Rothy's, I used to think of Meghan Markle, but now I just think of Ashley Iconetti and it makes my heart sing because Ashley just loves wearing flats. And for some, I typically don't go towards the flat. I like to wear sneakers or slip-ons, but when it comes to like the outfit that you have to have flats on with, like my go-to is Rothy's. It is a hundred percent my new everyday shoe obsession because it gives you right out of the box comfort. Like it's not like you have to wear it in, which is the worst when it comes to shoes. They have amazing styles and colorways and you can wash them. So for somebody who is highly uh, I don't want to say OCD because I'm not diagnosed with OCD, but for someone who really gets pleasure type out of a. things being clean, yeah, type <laughs> a. I really like when things are clean. I love that I'm able to just wash my shoes, throw them in the washer. And it's really easy to see why millions of women wear Rothy's every single day. And they, again, they do, they were awarded the best point and the flat mentioned in People Magazine um, and the style awards of 2021, but they do have sneakers, ankle boots, and loafers. So you have a style for everyone so you don't need just a flat but i wear just the the slip-on white sneaker that's my go-to really clean and the thing about me is that i get color on my shoes all the time so it is very nice to get a white shoe that i can just throw in the wash um exactly and the best thing about rothy's is it 
makes the planet better. They've repurposed millions of water bottles into their signature thread that goes into every single one of their products. So step up your shoes and accessories this spring and get ready to be asked, are those Rothy's? Plus get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash get it. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash get it. Do you think was um saying I want I want to see you a feminine thing or masculine thing? Because I feel like being direct is a masculine thing, but then also just like being comfortable with like I want to see you is also very feminine. So I I I couldn't distinguish. That's a good question because I thought it was being inviting. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Jake for the answer. You guys are funny, by the way. <laughs> so what I feel like in your body, in your language, how you're speaking, because women often express themselves more through the energy of their body. You're very contracted when you talk about this person. You started going like this with your hands, closing yourself off. Oh, and you got very <laughs> tense. You got very tense and your energy started to shift. It started to change. Right. So it was like, contracting, 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 pulling back, pulling back, pulling back. I don't feel safe is what the words I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. That's what I keep hearing. I don't feel safe. I don't feel safe. And this is what women experience when they're with a man who is wobbly. What would a wobbly man be called? What's his nickname? Wait, wobbly wait I want you to answer. I want you to answer <laughs> Lauren's <laughs> question Willy. first. How about wobbly Willie? Wobbly Willie. Um, wait, was that feminine to say, or was that masculine to say, like, I'd love to see you? And like, how can we as women be more inviting if we want to be with a man who is strong in their masculine? Yeah, that's a beautiful question because when the masculine feels invited, there is space for him to step in. So there's another thing you have to consider here too, like how you said it. In the way that you said it, was it very direct, like to the point, like, I want to see you? Because that to me feels very masculine. But if a woman is operating in her feminine and she wants the masculine to step in and she invites him and she says something like, I would love it if you made a plan to come see me. How does that feel? Like it's, how does that feel in your body? I'm asking you right now. I would love it if you made a plan to come see me and just left that Mm open-ended that's a beautiful because that at that point you're you're testing him to see if he steps up Mm -hmm. to see if he makes the plan i would love it for you to make a plan to come see me Mm -hmm. because then you're like drawing him into you if he starts making excuses if he starts saying i'm too busy all these different things that that he may do that's a red flag but if he says I can come this Thursday. How does 12 p.m. work for you? That's a good then sign. Then you let him be masculine. That was, yeah, that was you allowing him to be masculine. Let him pursue. Men want to pursue. If there's nothing to pursue, how can he pursue? If you give him all the direction, if you give him the keys to the, the plan, then you just took on the masculine role and there's no longer anything for him to do. There's no purpose for him. Men need a purpose with women. So her open-endedness allows him to complete Mm -hmm. that down, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. It's putting the masculine is here's what's coming through right now. The masculine is a period at the end of sentence. Mm -hmm. It's it's not the run-on sentence. The masculine is here I am. Look how this is what I want. Just a little twist of the wording is. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we spend forever contriving coming up with texts. It's because it needs to be like that. You <laughs> so know? there is meaning but see, to I'm overanalyzing glad- the wording. There is meaning to overanalyzing. Yes, especially over text. Because, Jake, I would think, because before you said that, I agree with everything you said, and I love that. I guess I would think before you did say that, saying I would love for you to make a plan with me, that seems like I'm sort of doing a lot of the work and the pursuing it. Do you get what I'm trying to say? That's like confusing to me, I think. Which part? Like for me to tell someone I'd love for you to make a plan with me, I guess that feels masculine to me. Because I'm so sort of feels, like telling them. what feels them, right to you? I don't know. I guess if you want to be pursued saying like, I'd love to see you, wouldn't that then be the invitation for them to say? I guess are you trying to say that you need to be even more clear? We need to be even more like very, very clear? The way that I would describe it, is if you want the mask on to enter your flower, it has to be open enough for him to step in, okay? So it's not necessarily so much about the wording and how you say it, because that's very of the mind, right? We're still stuck in the mind trying to manipulate the wording. It's more about the feeling and the energy behind Mm -hmm. it and the expression through her body. So as she opens herself and she says, and this is just an example. She could say whatever she feels come through because women are very intuitive. They just need to connect to that. Is I would love it if you made a plan and took me on, took me out or something like that. Whatever she feels natural to her, whatever she sits with that comes to her. Like, what do you really desire from him? This is what I would say to you. Instead of getting hung up on the wording, what do you deeply desire from him in that moment? Feeling it through your body and expressing that. Yeah. I get, I get so that. So like, let me give you another example. Say you're in a relationship with, with a man. This is, this is going a little deeper into the sexual container here. Love Say it. you're in a safe, safe, loving, healthy relationship with a man. Maybe you're sitting on the couch and one of the things you like whisper in his ear, little kids, if you're listening right now, close your ears. <laughs> you whisper in your ears, whisper in his ear in like a playful, sensual way. I would love for you to take me in the bedroom and ravish me. <laughs> ravish. What a great word. You're not telling him what to do. You're sharing your desire mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh boy. You know, he's running into the bedroom with you next thing <laughs> yeah. you know. But then you're telling him, listen, listen, listen. Slow down before you stick the noodle, noodle in the pot. Okay. <laughs> let, the bo- let the water boil yeah. a little bit here. Mm-hmm. You know, because men Why get really I say excited. Things like that, yeah. so. I could never take myself seriously. Like, I could never get no, that we, out of me. No, we can. I would love to, but I can't. No, we can. Ashley, we can. This is so 10 years ago to not... I think a lot of us that grew up as millennials, we got stuck in, like, thinking all of it's a mystery. That's what it's I was going to say. It's a mystery. Yeah. It's sexy to not know. And it's like, this is all bullshit. You know what's sexy? Clarity. Like, sharing your desire knowing what it is, what you want within yourself, and then having the other person fucking be man enough to execute it. And I'm so sick of... Jake, talk about all the posts that you do on Instagram. (laughs) You guys have to follow him on Instagram where you talk... Can you talk about the guy that texts about church or something? Like what you're going to do after church? That was so fucking gold. And I, you know, it's so funny. We must be on the same frequency because I was actually thinking about that when you were talking. I was literally I dying. I saved it. And I want everyone to hear this story, share the text, and then your explanation of it. Because this is what we're dealing right. with as women. And I, I know it's not all just, you know, it's partially my fault too, of course. But like, 
we're just as single women we're dealing with a lot of guys that like don't want to take charge jake i think and by the way like to all the men listening to right now the fact that you're here looking to learn something i i really do commend that like we as men as we do awaken to our real masculine power, we do create more safety in this world, especially for the women that we share the world with. So it's an honor for men to really be here wanting to learn, wanting to discover, because I know, yes, we're talking about the, the shadow aspects of the masculine and the feminine as well, but it's really important also to honor the men too that are really wanting to do better and, and show up better more consciously. And I just want to take a moment because I felt called to share that as well. So the text message, back to the, the, the fun stuff here. So this guy sent this woman a text and he said, I just got out of church, dot, 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 very open-ended. I think I'm hungry, dot, 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 very open-ended. Considering going for a bite to eat, dot, no dot, way. dot, dot. Maybe movies later, dot, 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 four dots at a time. Let me know if you want to tag along. Ew, no, <laughs> no. So no one wants to fucking tag. <laughs> yeah, along. it's like Ask such an out. afterthought. Like I'll, I'm still going with this or without you. You could come. And also, but, like that's that's wasn't that very feminine energy because he didn't put the period at the end of the sentence. Literally, he put but, a lot of periods, but he didn't put the period. <laughs> Lauren, great this point. is what we deal with. This is point. what a lot of single women deal with these days. Wow. Okay. Well, so like, you know, that's just, just an example of what, if you are a masculine man, one of the most amazing things that you can do is provide clarity and direction. Yes. But then also too, it's like giving her the opportunity to decline or reject or decline or yeah, accept. Yeah. He's just reject or accept. He's just like covering because his ass just in case he gets rejected. Scared. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There is nothing, can I just say that there is nothing more annoying than all the subscriptions and like emails I get. I'm someone who likes to clear my inbox. Of course. And you I are, feel like yes. all the time <laughs> I am just getting all these different emails of like subscriptions that I feel like I never signed up for. And I was thinking about how I wanted to tell people about Truebill, which is this new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. Um, I don't like Sirius XM, for example, I forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions really hard to cancel. I don't know why this happens, but like unsubscribing takes up like five minutes of my life. And when it's I the feel smallest like it should... button, too. When you're just looking for cancel subscriptions, smallest button. Um, I just wanted to say that I'm like terrible with money management because I just don't even know. Like I'm one of those people that like doesn't look at their account or anything because you're scared of the number. Um, but Truebill has taken that fear kind of out of it for me because you know you think you have X amount in your account, but then you go and you realize, oh wait, I forgot that subscription, that subscription, that subscription. So I did Truebill and I've already saved like a hundred dollars since signing up like three months ago. It's in that hundred dollars will go to something very fun and make my bank account less scary looking when I go to check it. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash get it. Go right now, Truebill.com slash get it. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash get it. So what, what a masculine man could do, say if he's talking to a woman, something that she might find very attractive is, I would love to take you on a, on a date. How does that work for you? I love it. Just very simple, very straightforward, but he still gives her the choice to say yes mm -hmm. or no. Yeah. 
It's not controlling. It's not demanding. It's just, it's consciously leading. That is leadership in itself. And it's very powerful when a man steps in and does that. I love that. Even if, like in my, like my fiance, <laughs> like he's got nothing to lose. Like he's not going to say, if I say no to dinner, he's going to be fine. But I still like when I'm working and I get a text from him saying, I want to take you to dinner tonight. Like I still get excited mostly because I'm excited for the food, but it will be very fun. <laughs> Cause also you want to be loved and you want to yeah, feel yeah. like thought of, right. And you yeah. want some, well, I yeah. want someone to take the lead. I don't want to speak for everyone, true, but true. why is it so hard for men to take the lead these days? And what other things are you seeing in this area, Jake, aside from like that text? Well, I think what you're seeing is the, you're seeing a lot of men becoming emasculated in their lives. Mm-hmm. So they're losing that masculine power. They're being taught basically everything against masculinity. And then you're seeing the overdevelopment of masculinity in women happen. So it's creating, of course, just like nature, it's balancing itself out. It creates a vacuum effect. If there's more feminine energy happening in men, where's that got to go? Nature is going to balance itself out and it's going to overdevelop the masculinity within women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So there's, there's responsibility on both sides True. here. Because if we don't take a, both accountable responsibility, we can't heal. So I would say that it's creating almost a reversal of energies. And we're noticing that more women are stepping more into the masculine role and more men are stepping more into the feminine role because it's creating that. Okay, that's what I meant by the nature. generational question. Um, yeah. So how do you feel about the expression toxic masculinity? I think masculinity in itself yeah. is not toxic, but I think that it has aspects of it, like everything in this world of polarity, there are wounded aspects to masculinity, just like there are wounded ma- aspects to femininity as well. So femininity in itself is not toxic. It's, there's aspects of in the feminine essence that are toxic. And I think that 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 term toxic masculinity is just yeah. thrown around so much, and people don't even really understand what masculine is, what feminine is before they say yeah, that. Yeah, I feel like a lot, of, like even if a man explains anything to anyone, they're like, "Oh my god, such toxic masculinity!" Such like, I know what that means. Yeah. I know mansplaining, toxic masculinity. I'm just like, cool your jets. Like he's allowed to explain something to you. You know, it, he's not consciously yeah. thinking you are a woman. I cannot explain anything. It's so annoying. <laughs> well, it's stuff like that, like what you just said. That is creating yeah. this disconnect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's making men feel like they can't express and explain something because they don't want to be called a mansplainer yeah. or what, you know, right. whatever that, t- that term is. And it's, it's honestly very hurtful too for a man for when someone, he just, if he's genuinely trying to explain something and a woman says that's mansplaining, that, that actually is hurtful. Yeah. And believe it or not, men actually have feelings. Yeah. Like we do feel pain. Yeah. yeah. I've, and I think a lot of times we're, we, we've, we're looked at these as these numb cavemen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we're just disregarded because we're just men. We're just, we're just slobs. We're dogs. We're, you know, whatever. It's like th- this shit hurts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does hurt I us. I hate when people are like, oh, you know, of course he was a dumb man who helped me. And I'm just like, what, let's switch the, the roles here. What if a guy was like, it was just some stupid lady. <laughs> like that wouldn't fly. That's you know, so we got to think of reversing the roles. Yes. It's, it, we're living in really complicated times, yeah. I think, when it comes to these energies, um, because there are times when people are actually mansplaining and then there are times where they're yeah. not. And I think just the scaredness of it, right, makes people retreat more than express. 
Um, Jake, to go back to that church text, as for single women... <laughs> She's still on the church well, text. Well, <laughs> for single women, how can you bring out the masculine in someone that you're communicating with in that way? Like, what would your response be? I just think this is, like, helpful to mm. catch yourself and be aware and know where to put in the practice. Does that make sense? How does the ocean attract men who want to surf? It draws them in to the beautiful, nurturing ocean. Okay. So, like, if you're on the other end of that text... Like, I feel like Naz's response would be, are you going to just ask me or what? You know, like you should ask me. But that <laughs> old, is old Naz old would Naz. do that. Yes. <laughs> or could we change this man by being extremely feminine to get him to be masculine? What I'm trying to get at here is if you are in your feminine, you will naturally draw to you masculine energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's just nature in itself. If you are operating and leading with your feminine essence, you will draw masculine energy to you. But if you're taking on that leadership pursuing role, then you will often be attracting feminine men. Mm -hmm. And that's where you have to really take almost like an audit of your life and see Mm -hmm. how am I showing up? Because if you're like, oh, I want him to be more masculine. Well, wait a minute. In order for that to balance itself out, then she would have to be more in her feminine. Right. Because that feminine actually draws, it's magnetic. It draws out the masculine consciousness. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, I don't know why this is coming through right now, but like having a, like I've, I've seen something like in hospitals that where they put like a, a magnet down into the blood to draw out metals or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know if you've ever seen yeah. it like that. Yeah, so it's kind of like what, how, what I, the vision I'm seeing is like the magnet pulling the metal out of the blood, it's the same thing. The feminine consciousness is going to draw to it, pull to it, the masculine consciousness. Yeah. Because the masculine wants to step into that. I feel like I was so feminine in my early 20s. I just got them. I just kept pulling them in. I just kept doing it. And now that I'm like more masculine, I suppose, just because I don't do all the feminine things I used to do. I don't feel as pretty and feminine because I don't have time to do that shit anymore that I'm more masculine. And then, but my fiance is like so attracted to the the masculine part of me, which is very bizarre. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Well, let me ask you a question. When you just said, I don't have time to do that shit, 
<laughs> most masculine thing you've ever I've ever said. Yeah. So really, I, I want you to feel into that. Yeah. Like, if your core is feminine, doesn't it feel good to be most of the time in your feminine essence? Like you were just saying, when you're in your yeah. early twenties and you're in that feminine flow, it was just like everything felt so natural. Yeah, it felt good. I wasn't so tense mm-hmm. in my body. Right. But now you feel like you're forcing things, don't yes, you? Yes, I do. Because yes. in your core, you're feminine. Like yeah. me. I know. I just need... See, this is what i Because I'm, you're not drawing it to you. So when you're, uh, when you're in the masculine and you reverse your energies, yeah. and this is for you specifically, you will find yourself having to force things. If you're operating in your feminine, things will naturally draw yeah. into you. And it will feel right. Which is why I was asking you earlier how... Do you have more tips on how to tap into the feminine? I know you shared a little bit earlier. Yes. So like I was saying before, when it comes to the feminine essence, the first, and, uh, here's what we're going to do. We're actually going to yeah, do an I'm exercise nervous. right now. How's that sound? I'm feeling like feminine talk about, right now but, because I have greasy hair up in a bun and like acne. So, Ashley, what? You have a I don't want to hear in your hand. You're like the most <laughs> feminine right now. That's true. Ashley, I, I, I don't, I don't want to hear any excuses right now. Okay, right. Ashley, but that's if, not like, where my going. Right. hair was done, I would feel really feminine. <laughs> Listen, you're beautiful as you are right now. Okay, we're gonna work on accepting that part of yourself. Okay, how's that sound? So, what we're gonna do is we're gonna come into our bodies. Just close your eyes. And for the people listening right now, please feel free to join if you want to tap into Don't this. Don't be driving. driving. And, <laughs> you guys are you're dri- fucking yeah, psycho. <laughs> <laughs> How did you both think because that? That's so symbiotic. Okay. All right, listen. Close your eyes. And just soften the tension in your body that you feel in this moment. Your shoulders, letting your neck soften, your heart open. And what I want you to feel at the top of your head, the crown of your head, is this warm waterfall that's just flowing down over you. And as it trickles down over your head, it goes down through your neck, through your shoulders, through your heart, through your chest. And it continues to flow down through you, gently warm energy, releasing any tension in your body that you feel, any pain that you're holding on to, any bit of control that you're holding on to in this moment, softening and feeling that warm, loving, liquid energy moving down through all the way through your stomach. And as it swirls around in your stomach, letting this energy build inside of you, Continuing to flow downward through your hips, through your thighs, gently flowing down through your knees, all the way down through your feet, through the floor. And what I want you to feel in this moment is this full connection of flowing energy moving through you. This openness of the feminine rushing through your body and whatever feeling that is for you, the feeling of sensuality, the feeling of emotion, the feeling of pain, the feeling of happiness, whatever that feeling you feel moving through you, 
gently breathing into that, gently connecting with that part of yourself and allowing yourself to be immersed in that energy, being bathed in this energy, allowing this energy to cleanse any bit of rigid tension that you carry, the busyness of your mind, the contraction of your body, and just allowing it to cleanse and soften and be free from this rigid way of being. Your nature is to flow. Your nature is to feel. Allowing yourself to fully plug in to this flow of consciousness moving through your body, this warm, sacred river that rushes through you. And in any moment throughout your day, all you have to do is reconnect back to this sacred source. Feeling the openness, feeling the flow, feeling the love, feeling the warmth. What I want you to do is to take your hands and place them over your heart. And just soften right into that. Can you feel the love of your heart? Can you feel the flowing energy moving through your heart? And how long has it been since you've connected to your heart? Since you felt your heart? Since you listened to your heart? What would it feel like to feel this love that lives within you? What would it feel like to open yourself fully to this love? What I want you to do now is taking your hands, placing them over your head like a funnel, putting your arms straight in the air, keeping your eyes closed, opening your arms, opening your shoulders, opening your chest, keeping this, these hands up in the air like a funnel. And just gently tilting your head back and just feeling this magnetic energy flowing down through you. Feeling like almost like a cyclone of energy is swirling down through you, receiving everything that you desire to receive, receiving the flow of the universe, receiving the flow of the divine feminine essence and taking it all in, letting it melt down into your body, letting it integrate into the cells of your body and fully receiving this, keeping yourself open, softening to it and just saying, thank you. And bringing it back down, coming into this center, coming into your heart, and just scanning through your body and noticing what you feel, noticing how you feel and remembering how you feel, what it feels like to feel flow and open and soft. And there will be times in your life where you lose this connection, but it's so important that you bring yourself back to it, bring yourself back to the flow and you are safe. You are safe.
Great job. Thank you for leading that meditation session. That was very nice. That was beautiful. Before we let you go, Jake, I have to know, um, is there like a secret recipe to success for women where there is a balance between the two? Because I'm looking around my room right now. I've got a pretty woman poster right there. So I'm thinking Julie Roberts. And I got my Kardashian prayer candles over there. So I'm thinking about the Kardashians. And both of them are prime examples of like perfect balances of feminine and masculine energy to me. So do are a lot of really successful women the perfect balance? Mm. When I think of balance, I don't necessarily okay. think 50-50. I think of balance at what feels natural to you. So for example, what I would say with me is I would say my balance is like 70, 30, mm-hmm. 80, 20 ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That feels good to me. So 80% of the time I'm in my masculine energy and that mm-hmm. feels really good to me. I'm, I'm leading, I have clarity, I have purpose. My mission is being fulfilled, stuff like that. So you have to find that natural balance to you. And I think a lot of women have a warped sense of what success means because it's been dictated and predicated by what men have said success is. So a man cannot tell a woman what it means for her to be successful. She has to feel successful in her body and the openness of her heart. Because a lot of women would say, if I felt love most of the day, I don't give a fuck how much money I'm making. Mm -hmm. I feel good. You say, of course, that she wants to make money and she wants to have purpose and stuff like that. But I would say, and correct me if I'm wrong, that women really desire to feel safe and loved and chosen. It's all we want. (laughs) It's literally, (laughs) it's all I want. And I love that you asked that question, Ashley, because it is true. I think it's, it goes back to like knowing what you, what you are at your core and what you're operating in most and how to sort of calibrate that. And also know that like it's ever flowing and changing. So like you're, you could step into your masculine and then step into your feminine when you get home, you know, it's like, it's always changing. And Jake, should we be aware if we are in relationship of like what our partner is in and sort of adapt to that? Well, I don't necessarily, I wouldn't always agree to adapt to it because it might not be what you want. Mm. So that doesn't mean that you step in and fill the masculine if your partner's always in the feminine, but you, you want, maybe you want him to be more masculine. Mm -hmm. And that's when you have the conversations around inviting him to lead, inviting him to step up, inviting him to take charge, inviting him to protect, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And once again, this work can be very triggering, okay? Mm -hmm. Because when you get called out on your shit, for stuff that you've been doing your whole life, the ego doesn't like that. The ego says, whoa, 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 whoa. You know what I mean? We humans, we are very habitual. So we feel comfortable in our patterns. But oftentimes our patterns are toxic. That's really what's toxic. We talked about toxic masculine, toxic feminine. It's often our patterns that we live in that we don't even recognize that's causing us pain. So really becoming aware of that and shifting that to feel say, if you're wanting to feel more feminine, to feel more open and soft and surrendered into your body, or maybe you want to feel more masculine, taking more charge in your life, being a better leader, being more grounded, things like that. It's, it's so important to be aware of how you're showing up and what energy you're embodying and what feels natural to you. 
You're the best. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find you? Does have you? any more questions I mean, I ha- before we go? We have a million more. <laughs> I yeah, feel like could- I'm just going to buy like a Chase lounge and like fan myself naked <laughs> yes! and like, dr- and, like <laughs> yes! drop handkerchiefs and stuff. Same. You know? Wait, Lauren, this makes me so happy. I was yes, thinking- this is why I wanted to do this podcast. <laughs> I was podcast. thinking, I was like, I'm going to show up to the bar later because my husband, um, we own a coffee shop and bar. It's like, I'm going to just like, be so curvaceous and like flirty later. Yeah. Yeah. The other, I literally, I vacuumed my house in high heels because it made me feel so hot. There you and go. I was like, I love this. That's it's awesome. amazing. Where can people... You know, so it, it's so funny too, before we go into that, what you're about to ask is in nature... I'm sure you've all seen those dancing bird videos, right? Where like the Western the, the, Parodia the, bird is my favorite bird of all time. I'm obsessed yeah, with so animals. You, you know exactly yes, what I'm talking about. It lives in Papua New Guinea. I'm obsessed with this bird. Yes. So you'll notice how the masculine pursues the feminine. Yes. And the feminine doesn't do much, okay? <laughs> the masculine is the one doing all the crazy shit. The male bird is the one doing all, you know, it's like, and I'm not encouraging men to do what these birds do, but it's just kind of funny to watch how the bird, the male, the bird pursues the feminine. And the feminine sits there and she kind of observes them, but she's very open. And she basically either says yes or no, right? And that's really like the feminine invitation when the masculine steps in. Because let me tell you something too. I I want to put out a disclaimer out here. When a woman starts really embodying that feminine energy, I mean, truly embodying it too, she draws to her masculine energy. So at that point, she can discern whether this masculine energy serves or not. Is this going to hurt me or is it pure? And she should always ask those questions to herself and she should feel into them and she should sit with them. What are his intentions with me in this moment? And that's where you got to be honest with yourself. So back to what I was saying about the feminine essence, it's very, it's very polarizing to the masculine. And like what Ashley was just saying, like I'm gonna I'm gonna dress up and go to the bar later or the coffee shop. It's the same I'm not thing. sure. Did you say the coffee shop bar? Mm-hmm. Same thing. <laughs> coffee shop and bar. Yeah. And and that's exactly it. And like honestly, like what I feel as you saying that, that's that's awesome because that inspires mm-hmm. the masculine. That inspires the masculine. Definitely. Because in our masculine mind, just a little, a little insight on how men work. In our masculine mind, we work in check marks. I did something right today. She showed up wearing that sexy dress all feminine and open. I must have done something right today. That's funny. So, but we really think in such a logical sense of check mark. Yeah. Check mark. Another way you can really inspire the masculine too. Say he walks into the room and he, his shoulders are back. He's grounded. He walks in the room, say like a lion, and you're like, wow, I love the way you just walked in the room. That was so sexy. Mm -hmm. He instantly thinks to himself, okay, I guess I could do that again. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Positive reinforcement. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And because, but, and the thing is though, too, we want to feel celebrated by our woman. We really do. And like, in a way that's so nourishing to us, Mm -hmm. like, do I have time for one more yeah, story? No I'll tell the story. Yeah. This, is, this, is, this is probably my favorite story Yay. I forgot to share. I love that you don't want to leave us. <laughs> 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 no, this, this, this stuff's important We're to so talk about. We're so feminine and inviting right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last story yeah. I'm sharing, then I'm out of here. All right? oh, I love the <laughs> way you just said that. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's the story? So 
I took my woman, Melissa, on a little surprise getaway. I love that you getaway. call her your woman. <laughs> Me too. Can we, nor- can we normalize that? Well, that's how I feel. Like the masculine wants to claim in like a sacred mm-hmm. way. Like, like when you claim a woman, like she's like, that's my woman. I don't yeah. know. That's just how I, I feel about it. I would love you to make know? a post about that. Yeah. That's, that's great. <laughs> okay, sorry. Oh, it, believe me, that one pisses a lot of people off when I say that fem- the feminine wants to feel claimed, but people don't understand the, the commitment aspect of that. So I took her on a little surprise getaway up into the mountains and we stayed at this awesome little uh, timber frame Airbnb. It was at the top of a mountain and it had this awesome fireplace with like a lean-to out in the woods but it was like 10 degrees outside. And I said, oh, babe, I'm definitely starting a fire tonight. She's like, really? Like, it's so cold out. I'm like, oh, I'm definitely starting a fire tonight. So I, we go down into town and we came back and I got some kindling. I got some, I got a lighter and everything. And I said, listen, stay right here in the truck and stay warm. I don't want you to be cold. I'm going to go get this fire roaring. She's like, really? Like, I want to help. I'm like, babe, just sit here. I got it. So I go out into the freezing cold. The wind's howling through, snow's blowing everywhere. I'm picturing the revenant like Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) (laughs) So it's cold out. And I'm working in this fire pit and I'm trying to get this damn thing started. And finally, after about 30 minutes, my hands are going numb. The thing starts. It starts roaring. Big fire. I look over in the truck as I'm walking to the truck. She's in the window clapping (laughs) with the biggest smile on her face. Now, I didn't tell her to do that. I didn't ask her to ever do that. She did it naturally. Mm -hmm. And when I opened the door, my heart was just melting because I felt so seen and respected in that moment for my giving that was appreciated. And it was one of the most humbling moments within our relationship. And it really made me feel good. So that's just something to think about is women do have that ability to inspire that in a man. Yeah. And it's, it's one of the most heartfelt things and respectable things a woman can do. I love that you share that story so much. And it, it, it is really on us thing. as women, I think, to like express that sort of appreciation and love. And I don't, I don't think women do that enough. Lauren, go ahead. Um, I don't know if we all saw Love is Blind. Did you see Love is Blind, Jake? Season two? You didn't see Love is Blind? Uh, no. Know. Anyways, there's this it's woman. It's a reality <laughs> show. It's a reality show. There's this woman who kept busting her husband or potential husband's balls, like joking, joking, kind of like a guy would. And he was like, could you just stop and like compliment me every once in a while? And he was asking basically for the clapping in the window. And that's kind of exactly what my mind thought of. Yeah. And everyone knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Lead with love yeah. and yeah. warmth yeah. and gooeyness and softness. Well, thanks so much. This Thank you really so much. Fun. Thank you, Jake. That was yeah. awesome. <laughs> I'm so happy you guys loved it. I didn't think, I didn't know what you guys were going to think of it. Jake, where can people find you and let us know about all the incredible courses that you offer um, and all that stuff? Yeah. I mean, my Instagram is underscore Jake, J-A-K-E Woodard, W-O-O-D-A-R-D. And then just my website's jakewoodard.com. And that's where you can find all the the deeper work that I do and share. Do you you offer classes on this stuff? Like for men and women? Yeah. All the time. Yeah, we do. We actually just did a workshop. Uh, it was more like an event out in Texas uh, back in January. So we took a couple hundred people in for three days and we went really deep. And I had some stories from that too. I didn't share, but uh, it was some very deep embodiment work and a lot of breakthroughs and stuff like that. You know, to lead people through that type of work is is so humbling. Mm-hmm. And I feel so grateful to be able to do that type of work because people trust me to 
to go deep into their wounds. Mm-hmm. And I feel very grateful for that too. And I wow. do think that the consciousness in this world is expanding and within all humans. And I see it more and more every single day in my work. And what I've noticed recently is more and more men who are stepping mm-hmm. up and wanting to do this work. Mm-hmm. Because for the longest time, we were, we've been taught that healing is not for yeah. men. Men don't heal. Men don't feel. And what I've learned to do with myself is to learn like, to cry like a man, to feel like a man while still being a man and holding that strong masculine frame. And spit like and a man. I heard that too, Lauren. Spit I heard like that a too. man. Spit <laughs> like a man. I love it. Well, we're so grateful to have you on and I'm, I'm such a champion of your work and everything you're doing. It's, it's really refreshing. So yeah. Thanks, Jay. Thanks for joining us. Bye, everyone. Subscribe. Bye. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app. I don't get it. Podcast.